All right, so I'm starting this episode a little bit different because this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. So rather than three people who don't know each other and have never met before, today I actually have three people that all know each other. So I used to do a dramatic radio show as a podcast about 10 years or so ago. It was a Sherlock Holmes mystery drama, and I thought it would be fun to get the actors that were on that show and have them come on this show. Are you sure it's okay to let the other men go? Yes, Watson. None of them struck me as the killing type. And the conductor here tells me you've determined that it was just an accident. It was Agent Heckleborough, actually, who deduced it. Really? Well, it's pretty obvious once you consider all the evidence. That sounds familiar. Yes, but I have to disagree, I'm afraid. So, what are you saying? That this was staged? Yes. Look, I don't know where you... Unfortunately for you, Watson and I happen to board the train tonight as well. Weathers will be along shortly to collect you. Until then, I... Watson! Good work. Sorry for the mess, Mr. McLean. Um, no, it, it's it's quite all right. Ah, that'll be Weathers. We'd best go give him the news. And what about Agent... Um, I mean, the whatever he was... I don't think he'll be going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the interesting thing is none of them know that they're going to be on the show with the others. They all just think they're going to be one of the guests on a normal episode. And I'm going to let them all into the recording at the same time, and we'll see how they react when they realize who they're doing the recording with. And it looks like they are all waiting in the lobby, so I'm going to let them into the recording, and we will see what happens. Hello, hello. The band's back together. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Officer Weathers has missed you all. <laughs> Indeed. Hello, everyone. How's it going? It's good. Oh, How, are well. you? How you guys been? Good. Good, good. So were you guys surprised to see who is on here with you? <laughs> I, I literally thought about it in the shower this morning. I was like, who would put Scott put in a group with me? And I was like, it's probably going to be Steve and Greg. <laughs> there you are. I, I hadn't yes, even yes. thought about it. Yeah, I, I had thought about, um, oh, I should get these guys to come on, you know, just separately or whatever, you know, just as individual people. And, and then I was like, well, if I'm going to get all of them to come on, we might as well have them all together, right? <laughs> Reunions. If NSYNC can get back together, then it's soaking away. So that's, that's right. <laughs> so so how have you guys all been? Everybody's in different places now. I mean, well, not different than where they were, but we're all in different places. Before, three of us were kind of in the same place. Steve's always been in a different place. <laughs> yeah, I'm still in a different place. Physically as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sure. And Mike, you're in Texas now? Yep, yeah, in, in Texas? Dallas. Oh, are you? I'm right in the middle of Dallas now. I moved here oh, to wow. work to continue working for Toyota when they shut down the Cedar Rapids office for the most part. Here I am. How does Texas compare with Iowa? Well, there's no snow, Steve. So good, much better, I think. <laughs> there you go. So I think the biggest uh, you know, news from me is back in March, I had brain surgery. Oh, wow. Oh. Brain surgery? Okay. Um, Through a random series of events, they found out I had a uh, brain aneurysm. So they stuck a stent in my head so it doesn't pop and, you know, I lay on the ground and twitch till I die. Which is cool. That's a good thing. You seem to be doing well? Yeah, and and it wasn't like they were looking for it. They were actually doing a MRI because of my hearing. And they're like, oh, no, that thing we thought was wrong with your hearing, it's not. But you might have an aneurysm. You might want to get that looked at. Oh, an aneurysm would screw up your hearing, too, if it went too far. So, that's... I mean, eventually, sure. Well, you look great for 34, so. <laughs> so so I did, um, I did do a little bit of an a explanation of who you guys were before you all jumped in. <laughs> so that people know why you, we're all just randomly saying, oh, we know each other. But yeah, it's been, I think it's been 10 years now since we stopped doing the, the you know, the Holmes and Watson thing. Yeah. Wow. 10 years. Ten years. My goodness. That's a while. Yeah. I've got, that's, I'm still here now in soggy New York. So thankfully, yeah. I'm outside the flood zone right now. But uh, Brooklyn, the Bronx, they're getting hammered. But uh, yeah. where I am, just a lot of rain. Uh, 10 years my goodness none of us have aged a bit 
no, 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 that's fine. It's, uh, I've got, you know, I've got grandkids now, so it's... Uh, One of us still has hair. <laughs> yeah, I haven't tried that for years, so... Yeah, 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 I know, me neither. So normally, the way these episodes work is I have some sort of a hypothetical question, and then we sort of start discussing it, and we go off on lots of random tangents, and I thought it might be fun to, with you guys, since we used to do a mystery show, is to give you a, uh, a, a mystery, uh, a murder mystery to solve. And we'll, we'll see if, how you guys do with that. Like one of those little murder mystery riddle things, you know? Interesting. How we'll see if we're actually good at this. It's always easier when we have the script to solve it. And, and hopefully you haven't heard it before. But if you have, that's cool too. <laughs> the butler did it. Yeah, for sure. All right, so here's the question. A man eats dinner, goes up to his bedroom, turns off the lights, and goes to sleep. In the morning, he wakes up and looks outside. Horrified at what he sees, he hurls himself out his window to his death. Why? And, and you can ask yes or no questions or other types of questions. I may not answer, but... <laughs> Okay, so uh, so a man eats dinner, goes upstairs, goes to bed, wakes up in the morning, and jumps out the window because he's horrified at what he sees. Yep, eats dinner, goes to his bedroom, turns off the lights, goes to sleep. In the morning, looks outside, horrified, throws himself out the window. Why? Okay, well, I can think of a couple of things, but... Okay, well, go for it. Get a shot there... Okay. Well, one, he did he eat dinner in the dark? Uh, I don't think so, because he ate dinner, went to his bedroom, turned off the lights, went to sleep. Actually, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he ate dinner, turned off the lights, and then went to his bedroom. I'm gonna do it slightly. Okay. I think it's I think that's probably more accurate. But he ate dinner in in the light. Yes. Okay. So then he probably didn't un unknowingly eat his pet or something like that to, to see right. the empty good, dog good house thought, outside no. or anything like that. So. Yep. Wow, your brain went straight horrible. I mean, it had to be something bad enough for him to just throw himself out the window. I mean, yeah. True. There's another fine mess you've gotten us into, Watson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Officer Weathers never solved the case on his own, so we're going to need help. <laughs> okay, so if he uh, okay, so it's not something like that. Okay, I guess the question is well, lots of questions. Does it relate to his food, or was that just anecdotal? His food is not important. What he ate is not important. Uh, mm. My brain was at cannibals and meat wagons out. So, uh, yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> that's distressing. Again, if he ate it in the in the light, then it's not like you know half his wife is sleeping next to him or something like that. So that's yeah. A, um, <laughs> I hate it when you wake up next to half of your spouse. It's just you know. So um, it's going to be a long morning when that happens. It's it, yes, it is. It's it's well, but it would have shortened my first marriage though. But um, <laughs> did, did he die when he jumped out the window, or did he just leap out the window onto the ground level? Uh, he hurls himself out his window to his death. To his death. To his all death. Right. Um, all right. What's he out a window that's you know worthy of killing yourself? Aliens attacking. Uh, the place is on fire. Um, yeah. If it's unrelated to what he ate uh, or anything like that, then kind of dinner comes out of the equation. He's upstairs, so it's not a first floor window where he just did you a. Know, Took a quick step out and he died. So that's another thing. Um, yes, he was high enough that jumping out the window would would not be advisable. Yes. So you're saying he was okay. high? <laughs> that's where my brain went to. <laughs> I mean, maybe that that wasn't really in the the, the story. So. The police report didn't include that information. We're still waiting on last. Okay, results. I'm just I'm just going from the information given. <laughs> right, right, right. Ooh. Did he he saw something outside that triggered him to jump then? He did. Um, I'll say he saw something that made him realize something that made him jump. 
Did he see something inside or outside? Outside. He saw something outside. Okay, so again, nothing horrific inside the house. No. Okay. It's the guy reading the electric meter because he left his light on in his bedroom, even though he turned it off in the dining room. That's a... He saw the electric meter. <laughs> Electricity's expensive. And... Uh, was he in a bad horror movie about people who were blind, had to blindfold themselves so they didn't hear these things that made them commit suicide? Or, you know. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Listen, that was not the worst horror movie of all time. No, for, you know, things like it was not, uh, you know. <laughs> Could be the the trees from Shyamalan that you know made them commit suicide as well from that other movie, but um, saw something outside that made him jump to his death. Humans are terrible. All we re- do is make movies about people murdering themselves. If yeah. he if he was okay, so time. outside his window is a billboard, and the billboard is Smokey the Bear that says only you can prevent forest fires. He realized he has not been preventing them. The trauma was so bad, he leaped out the window. You got it. How'd you know? That checks out. That's <laughs> or, be better yet, there was a small fire burning, and he only he can prevent it, so he leaps out to put out the fire to his death. There well, you that's go. the other thing. So did he, did he, did he jump because he was, uh, he was uh, uh, jumping away from something or jumping towards something? Did he jump because he saw, you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a a family of ducks trying to cross the road that were having a problem and he wanted to leap to their aid. Um, well, good thought, but I'm going to read the sentence again. Horrified at what he sees, he hurls ah. himself out his window to his death. Okay, but again, if there's a family of ducks that really I is having saying, a yeah, horrified at what, what he sees about to happen. In the water because there were ducks in there in the 1966 right. movie. So, you know, ducks are important. <laughs> So he is not uh, he's not exactly. trying to prevent something by jumping out. He's not trying to prevent something by by jumping out. All right, out. so that okay. takes away the Smokey the Bear syndrome. Right. Yes. Horrified uh, from what he sees. Looking he's not at saving the ducks. Is what he saw outside or behind him in the room? It is outside. It is outside. It's Lizzo sunbathing nude. Oh, dead. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so no, but that is a possibility because of the location, even though it's unlikely. Okay. And that's supposed to be a hint, but it's probably going to be more confusing. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. So. Do, uh, do we know what part of the world he lives um, the part of the world, like what country he's in, is yeah. less important than the um, the geographic terrain, location. Maybe, yeah the ter- the terrain. This could be in a lot of places around the world, but not everywhere in, say, the country, or not even in because every state. It's specifically either in the mountains or on the shore, and that somehow is related. Yes. Okay. Something like that. He saw Cthulhu out in the ocean and decided that it was time to leap out the window before he went That's kind of where I was thinking, yes. Yeah, so. No, but... <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, wow. You'd think this would be easier. See, but you have an excuse for everything. It doesn't matter. I can't find my keys. Well, you know, brain surgery. That's, that's right. Good. That's, that's right. Brain right. surgery. It doesn't matter what. It, I can't <laughs> take out the trash yeah. today. I got brain surgery. It's you know. It's, it's uh, you got a built-in excuse. I can milk Lucky that for I can't believe we never used that as a plot line in one of our episodes. You know, a serial killer that had brain surgery and it turned him into a killer. Like that seems like. Don't a... give him any ideas. Greg seems very nice right now. We don't want to you know turn him into something. So. At any moment, off the rocker. Though. Okay, so so we're seeing something outside in in some weird geographic where uh, uh, Lizzo is not rampaging. Uh, so we've determined that uh, Cthulhu is not uh, not swimming out in the ocean somewhere. So we've determined that um, it's, it's not a Sharknado because you wouldn't jump outside. Right, right, right. horrified. Right, you wouldn't want to huddle indoors because there was something in there. So it'd have to be so he. Uh, how about how about this? He's horrified, but not because he's in fear for his life. He doesn't see something that makes him 
scared for his life necessarily. Hmm. Okay. So he's ashamed of something. That's much that's closer, yeah. Okay. So instead of a billboard, somebody is playing a movie of all of life's embarrassing moments. <laughs> Robin Williams is out there one hour fucking him or whatever that was. It's I think it's more one embarrassing moment, um and, and more so than embarrassing probably, but more so than embarrassing. But it's not it's not on a billboard per se, but it is um, it's out there. It's out there. There is something large that tells everybody what he did. You okay. could say. You could say. That's not its intention, okay. but the result of this thing, it would, would tell everyone what, what he did. And it has not to do with that he ate dinner? Or it no. Is... No. The okay. dinner doesn't really matter. It doesn't. We don't care about that. That was the red herring. He he ate a red herring. <laughs> <laughs> Is did he commit a crime unknowingly? I I would say possibly. I don't know for sure if this is a crime, but it certainly could be. Okay. Mm. He did do something bad accidentally. Did he yes. have information that would lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton? <laughs> I don't know, but that's not oh, relevant okay. to this. Benghazi tape. He oh, may right, have. Okay. <laughs> Accidental. Um, okay. With him turning out the lights. That does seem to be an important part of the story, yes. Is the light switch attached to an outlet where someone's oxygen supply was cut off? No. That's good, though. But that's, but that's oh, not yeah. as... I mean, it's 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 wrong, but it's not as wrong as you might think. Okay, maybe so a me- maybe a metaphorical oxygen tank. Turning off the light caused something to go off. Turning off the light caused something to happen. Yes, caused something to happen. Oh my gosh! Is he is he the keeper of a lighthouse? Oh, there you go. Ah, there you go. Turned off the lights. Yeah. Went to bed, woke up in the morning and realized, look at all these ships that have crashed because of me. There's a big ship that crashed. Everybody's dead. Oh, all right. Well, Very see good. that. We, turns out we are good detectives. After yeah, that. that was pretty good. That was very good. Either that or we need our brains worked on more than Greg's because he's the one who figured it out. So it's <laughs> very Okay. So it's a lighthouse. Okay. That's good. Well, which is why I said I think he probably turned off the lights before he went to bed because you probably can't turn off the big light from your bedroom in the lighthouse. Like that seems. Well, maybe it's just right there next to the normal light switch. Maybe that seems like a very poor design flaw. (laughs) Oh, it absolutely. I mean, if you want poor design flaws, (laughs) I have a split foyer house, right? Uh huh. And there is a light over the entryway. There is a light switch at the top of the stairs, bottom of the stairs, and at the entryway. If you use the one at the entryway, the other two don't work. That's a bad design flaw, too. That's bad wiring, actually. I just went through that at my parents' house. The guy wired it wrong. It's not supposed to do that. Although I did see the same thing happen in Tom and Jerry, and it did not end well for Tom. So, right? No, no, it doesn't. The lighthouse has to be badly wired or something, because otherwise, why would you turn off the light on purpose if you're the keeper of a lighthouse? Yes. There has to be a switch that... You shouldn't. Right. Yeah, you would think that's the thing where it's, you know, you get a pop-up that says, are you sure you want to turn off the light, right? <laughs> well, I mean, today, that riddle was probably written in the 30s or something. When right, right, yeah. didn't have warning devices to keep them from being stupid. <clears throat> Still, you would think that the light switch would have, like, a little cover over it, so you had to, like, flip it open and hit the, you know, some sort of two-step process. Yeah, but now, you're, now you're getting outside the riddle part. That's it. Right, that's right. The whole point of that riddle is it slides the whole shuts the light off thing underneath the radar. Right. You guys focused right on the eating dinner and just ignored the shutting off the lights. Even when I even when I said, ooh, I think actually he shut the lights off before he went to his bedroom, not after, you still didn't focus on the lights because you don't think, I mean, it just seemed like a normal thing to do. You hit the lights off, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> it's funny you mentioned Tom and Jerry. Because uh, my, my, then my hypothetical question for us to discuss now that we've solved a murder 
or solved a suicide after suicide, a murder suicide. or not well, an accidental a man would it be manslaughter maybe that he killed all the people on the boat i mean it's not really murder gross gross negligence yeah, gross negligence you could probably go for a man probably didn't yeah. have to kill himself he could have no, just killed. so who would have seen they're all dead that's that's Right, dealt with the consequences. A little bit of involuntary manslaughter never killed anybody, but yeah. except you know who was slaughtered. But that's right. yeah. those people, and and they don't really matter as much anymore. Right. No Dead men tell no tales. So. That's right. <laughs> so so what I thought we'd uh, discuss. You mentioned Tom and Jerry. I know Steve. You do some some voiceover, a lot of voiceover work and stuff. Have you yeah. ever voiced a cartoon? I think you have. Haven't you? Um, I I have done some cartoon shorts. Um, okay. Yeah. But I was thinking nothing, I'd seen something somewhere. Yeah. Nothing big stuff on it. And uh, yeah, nothing like Tom and just, Jerry or anything. <laughs> right. Nothing. That, nothing like Tom and Jerry. Although not a lot of voiceover in Tom and Jerry. But, uh, right. 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 Um, that's well. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say I still crack out the puppet monster massacre on occasion to show people. Ah, there's a good man. A, well, you have to watch the the now trilogy of Karis Hell, where I am uh, I am the voice of Duke, who is a uh, a murderous uh, talking carousel unicorn, um, uh, oh, who that comes to life and yet. kills a bunch. That that's that's a lot of actually. They did a full character arc on him over the three movies, and it's uh it's actually it was a lot of fun to do. So yes, yeah, so I I typically play. Uh, weird inanimate objects that come to life and do naughty things so and, and you know what we're gonna put links to that in the show notes so people should go Perfect. check it out <laughs> look at that see so, so the plug was not in vain then so that's good right so, right right <laughs> have either of you michael or greg ever done any ca cartoon voiceover stuff i know you've done some some voice work stuff too but yeah, I, I have not i've never done anything <clears throat> where you know it was That'd always be fun, but no. I'm typecast as the narrator. That's my life when I get <laughs> drawn to do things. Yeah, yeah. You've done some. You've done some acting and stuff in things, actual live acting. I know because <clears throat> I've uh, directed a couple things you were <laughs> acting in. That's true. Uh, the old uh, the jump start. I don't. I don't know if we want to put links to that stuff in the show notes, but <laughs> don't do it. No one needs to know about that anymore. That's a thing that's that. lost to time. I think that's that's the past. You guys did good work, and also you did some of the best damn Doritos commercials I've ever seen. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, those commercials. <laughs> uh, having been a necrophiliac morgue technician. I'd rather people not see that anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, so if we're getting into you, our personal lives, I guess you I had some <laughs> you had some awkward lines to say in that one. <laughs> I'm intrigued, though, Michael. That's, uh, that's uh, <laughs> <clears throat> wait a few more years. We can live it out. Uh, <laughs> he was the, he was the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, naturally. <laughs> of course. I mean, obviously. Well, I mean, what, a, what else would he? Could he have been the good necrophiliac. We don't know that, so that's a, not a lot of hero a, body snatchers in the world. I don't think. Nah, not too many. No. Wonder Woman did it in, in Wonder Woman '84, where she took over that poor guy and made it into Steve Trevor. So that's fair. You get you get one out. You of get the one. So so here's so here's my hypothetical question, or it's question for discussion. What cartoon would be the best or the worst to live in for a week? You know, think uh, think Space Jam, where Michael Jordan gets sucked into Looney Tunes world, right? Wow. That's okay. There's a whole gamut that you can do things. Cause... <clears throat> oh, yeah. And we can use cartoon loosely, you know? I mean, we can go with... I think the three of us in Scooby-Doo would be just about the best thing ever for everybody who's watching. Maybe not for us. But uh, for the rest of the free world, trying to solve the, the mystery. Scooby Doo wouldn't be bad as long as you exclude the movies, because it's always some yes. guy in a rubber mask. Yes. So you don't really have to worry about that. Heck, you can you can just hang out in the you know soda joint the whole time. It's not like it's not like you're in uh, Looney Tunes, Warner Brothers, where at any moment an anvil may fall on your head, or the laws of gravity may just not work. That's dangerous. Ooh. Nobody ever died in Scooby-Doo. That's a good point. Right. They were normally just scared of something that wasn't really that scary. Exactly. If you hang out with Shaggy and Scooby, you'll be fine in the Scooby universe for sure. 
I would think so. Yeah, that that would probably be one of the safe ones. SpongeBob yeah. wouldn't be a bad place to go. Yeah, SpongeBob's a fun place. You wouldn't think those would be safe, but they are. Right. Well, the main problem with SpongeBob is the whole underwater not being able to breathe thing. If the squirrel can do it, so can we. Exactly. Right, but the squirrel so. has the the helmet thing, so you'd need to have the. We're gonna have to. We'd have to have it. We'd have to have a helmet on at all times. Or be yes. under a glass dome, right? Right. She has a giant tree in her glass dome. That's fine. We can do that. But you could have, yeah, SpongeBob would be okay. I mean, yeah, any of the, any cartoon pre-1990, you're probably in danger of getting killed at any moment from a, exactly. a variety of ways. Um, the Jetsons would be fun, you know, the future. They have a lot of heights. Though. I'm not convinced. They have a lot of things in. to fall off of. That's true. Do you know when the Jetsons takes place? I don't know, actually. 2062. George Jetson was was born last year. Wow. Because he, he, he was 40 years old in 2062. So he was born last go. year. There you so, go. Crazy. Where is he? He's a baby right now. We should go. <laughs> we should go meet him. <laughs> <laughs> we got to work on our flying cars and floating houses. We're never going to get flying cars. It's just not going to. There are some people working on some flying cars. Yeah, the flying cars, they're, they're going to be commercially available next year. I think well, I don't I, that's maybe. like a Tesla. I don't want version one of any of those things. So, you know, I definitely I mean, I feel like flying cars is a, part of the problem with the flying cars is, you know, like to fly a plane, you have to have like a pilot's license and it's a whole thing. Like everybody can't you have to make it easier to fly and safer to not crash into things. Well, somehow, yeah, the, the problem, <laughs> they probably uh, need to be self-driving is what you need, but. The, the flying car problem is the fact that you, we already have people that have problems driving on the roads with stoplights right. and stop signs. Yeah, right. And you put somebody in the air, how are you controlling that? Well, and now you have a third dimension, too. Because when you're on the road, right. you're not going up and down. So I, that's why I think the only way you're going to have flying cars is if you already have the self-driving figured out. Yep. And they can be self-flying. And then, and then it would make sense. Well, but then you also situation where somebody can hack in because they're you know twisted or evil yeah and you know hey look all these little flying cars are crashing into buildings everywhere i it might be fun futurama might be fun for a week just to hang out with them um by a sewer mutant so well that's i've always wanted to try slurm so um But, I mean, you've got some of the weird ones, you know, Adult Swim, which are whatever they did, these weird jail ones and all kinds of weird crap ones that are, I, I don't know that I'd want to live in, in any of those. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, I feel like, is just asking to smell rotten meat for a week. Yeah, that, that's Yeah, true. let's face it, the, the cartoons I actually, you know, find myself watching now are definitely ones I would not want to hang out in. That checks out. Rick and Morty don't want to be don't want to be there. That's a good way to die, unless you're you know away from the family. Now you could flip that around though. So let's say that you you went into a preschool cartoon, and you went into Paw Patrol or you went into something like that. You could probably rule the world pretty easily. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, Paw Patrol is, is so weird. Like. I don't know if you guys are all familiar. I mean, Steve mentioned it. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but the mayor has a pet chicken randomly <laughs> and, and like talks to it and asks it questions. And I, <laughs> I don't know. My, my youngest used to watch it when he was, you know, pretty little. And, and like the whole premise is that there's this group of dogs that are like the superheroes that save the town. The town is reliant on puppies to save them all the time from everything, every disaster. And something always goes wrong, so that's... A... Yeah. You're, you're... You stop and pick up a bag of Scooby Snacks in the Scooby-Doo universe before you go to Paw Patrol Land, and then you're good, I think. That's it. Then you don't worry about it. Uh, if, you, if you want to talk about a trippy show, that it, it wasn't a cartoon. It was a weird puppety thing from Iceland called Lazy Town. Okay. Lazy Town was this, it was a live action people along with um, the scariest looking puppet things that, that you've ever seen. 
And it was all about a, a, a guy who was basically trying to keep everybody fit and exercising. It was a get up and, you know, jump around kind of a show. Um, and there was a, you know, kind of a, a evil mustache twirling bad guy who was who was in it as well. But some of the things in that are the scariest stuff. And the mayor in that town is entirely corrupt. He's constantly taking bribes. He's constantly so like this the is a kid show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to teach him that stuff. Early. Well, that's true. Yeah. How to succeed in politics. So, um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of weird stuff out there that, uh, you know, when you think about this is uh, this is what it is. Uh, there was a, there was a, uh, do you guys remember the movie time after time, Roddy McDowell or Malcolm McDowell? And it was, uh, uh with Jack the Ripper. Sort of. Yeah, came into the, yeah came into the 1970s or 79, 80, whenever the movie was made. One of the things that that they were horrified by is you know Jack the Ripper is telling H.G. Uh, uh, Wells, who was chasing him in his time machine, basically saying, "Look, you know, you you thought you were sending me into utopia. He's like this, you know, this time was built for me. Here I'm an amateur." And he turns on one of the things he shows is Bugs Bunny. Things exploding in everybody's faces. It's like this is what their children watch, and so, uh, so yeah, we've been training the kids for a long time. So it's no wonder we all look the way we do. So. Sure, it's very fair. You know, I wonder if you said you know Looney Tunes would be dangerous because of you know anvils falling on heads and physics not working and you fall off cliffs and <laughs> whatnot. But I wonder if you were in the world would you be you know similar to the other characters where you wouldn't actually get injured by that stuff you know the anvil falls on your head and you would kind of have a flat right. well, you, a i mean you mentioned space and... jam before and that that's uh, that's wasn't that how they did he finally figured out he could I behave so. like a tune yeah yeah that's true you're right yeah he does yeah conversely roger rabbit takes it the other direction yeah tunes yep. can mess you up which was a great film Absolutely yeah, which was stuff. which was cartoons coming into the real world instead of people going into yes. the cartoon world. Yeah, Roger Rabbit was a terrific, terrific film. It absolutely was. So maybe a related question is: What character from a cartoon, if you could bring one cartoon character into the real world, who would you do? Can we get Jessica Rabbit for like a half hour or something like that? <laughs> but that's you know. So. Uh, well, again, that, you know, it's, that depends on what you're looking for. I mean, hanging right. out with Superman would kind of be cool. It would be, uh, uh, you know, the great gazoo would be an interesting guy to hang with or, uh, I think I'd like to spend an afternoon with Snidely Whiplash and really understand his <laughs> thought process. Well, honestly, if, if you're picking any one character and bringing them out of their world, I don't think there's, unless you've got some absolutely maniacal thing, I think every single one you choose would be a great choice. It'd just be fun to hang with, yeah. Even if being the villain, as long as they're not a homicidal maniac, would be absolutely entertaining for half an hour, no matter who it is. I would love to hang out with Mojo Jojo for half an hour. Counterpoint to that, there's a cartoon called Dinosaur Train. And there's, Unfamiliar. like, Tyrannosaurus Rexes and... <laughs> I don't know if you want to bring one of them into our world for <laughs> half hour. Well, scale-wise, are they tiny? Then it's okay. Well, that's a good point. I don't know. Are they normal? I mean, it's called dinosaur. So that, that's another one that's always I always thought was kind of funny because they basically said, "Let's see, kids like dinosaurs. Kids like trains. Let's put them together and make a show about dinosaurs riding on trains." Like, what? <laughs> what? So they are small enough to ride on a train. So either it's or a it's really, a really big train, huge train or they're yeah. small dinosaurs. Yeah. So that's a good point. If it was a small dinosaur. Yeah. See, and then you just pick him up, put him in a basket if he's being ornery. You just calm down. <laughs> you realize, of course, that this is basically how most cartoons come about is four people sitting around going, I don't know, what do kids like these days? Uh, I would also not want to bring Caillou into the real world. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Caillou. Worst cartoon ever made. Do not if you if you have kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews around, don't let them watch Caillou. It's so annoying. It's basically a kid whines and complains and is a badly behaved kid. That's essentially the cartoon. Terrible. So it's C-SPAN. 
Yes. And he randomly has has no hair. He's like bald, and so he looks like a little cancer baby. I don't know what's the. I don't know. No explanation. Why. <laughs> I'm intrigued now. <laughs> oh. now, we, now we need to watch it. <clears throat> I'd watch Interdimensional Cable with Rick Sanchez too. Okay, I, I, that's that's true. You've got uh, you, you know. As long as he's sitting, I can't follow him into other universes and get moosh or anything. That's just not what I'm about. But. Now, do you be selfish about it? Do you bring in, you know, like Cosmo or Wanda from the Fairly Odd Parents, or you know, the the hat from the Sorcerer's Apprentice and the Magic Wand, and just say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm in charge now. I'm gonna bring in the the Fairy Godmother and make her grant me lock her up, make her grant me wishes. <laughs> That's there. You or, go. or the genie. The genie. There or we the go. Genie. We want the, the exactly. genie in the lamp. Yeah. Take the genie just hang out with pseudo Robin Williams for a little. Bit. That's that's a good point. Yeah, he would be a fun character from the from the animated specifically. Yes, yeah, we yes, are talking no, about actually. animated, so yeah. But less interested in Will Smith as a genie, but yeah, no, that's that's and just wait ten years, then they'll reboot the live action one, and you know, <laughs> right? They'll say, "Ooh, we're doing a remake. It's going to be animated this time." That's right. Exactly. Look what we've done. It's, uh... It'll happen. Give it time. And. And by then, all the voices will be done by AI, so it'll be Robin Williams as the genie again. True. And Disney stock will be two at that point. So, uh, yeah. So, that's a, uh, yeah, well, that's a whole mess in itself. Or <laughs> I feel bad for what's become of Disney, but they did it to themselves. Yeah. So, I wonder, you know, we said cartoon that you would live in for a week. I wonder how it would change if it was going to be for 10 minutes or for a year. You know, that would make a big difference probably on what cartoon you'd want to live in, right? Oh, yeah. I would I would think so, yeah. Because so. SpongeBob, you could live underwater for a little while, but for a year, that would get pretty old, I think. Having to be well, in your little... Well, not to mention the fact, a big thing about SpongeBob, think about, is scale. Yes, you would tower over everybody. You'd have to shrink yeah. yourself down. That's to... true. To I be mean, appropriate, the squirrel, yes. Squirrel, you're never gonna get into the Krusty Krab. Well, yeah, you might. Well, you're you might not gonna... even be underwater because I don't know how deep the water is where SpongeBob lives. It might just be up to That's your right. waist. Are they just in a little little puddle or a pond, or are they under the ocean? Well, no, they're, they're in. They're in the ocean because all of those houses that the, the non SpongeBob fish live right. in are actually car mufflers that have been dumped in the ocean. As uh, uh, Hillenburg was a great environmentalist, but yes, the song tells us he lives in a pineapple under the sea. So, well, that's right. yes, but we don't know how deep part of the sea, you know. Right, right. It's not necessarily super deep. Three feet off, uh, you know, Florida coast is in the sea. Yeah, yeah. Also, the crusty crab's going to have to just constantly be producing patties in order to keep you fed for that year. That's true. Well, and those are yes. probably really tiny, really tiny yeah. burgers, right? You need a lot of them, Heck. yeah. Where are they getting the, the, the meat for the burgers? We don't talk Ooh, about you don't that. want to know. I never right. thought about that. No, that's, it's a whole Soylent Green thing. You really don't want to go that way. So it's... Actually, there is, a, there is a comic that you can find online that somebody did that is sort of like a cross between, well, it's all SpongeBob characters, but it's kind of like an H.P. Lovecraft story it ends up being. And if you can find it, it is wonderful. But there is this whole tie-in because starfish regenerate. Mm-hmm. So SpongeBob's been feeding everyone Patrick. Mm. Oh, okay. Sure. You know what? Patrick wouldn't even care. Oh, no, but he Patrick gets angry. It's, it's very dark, but it's wonderful. Maybe that's what happened to Patrick. You, you know, he regenerates, but he loses a little bit of his... Uh, you know, intelligence every time, and over the years, he's just because he used to be copy a copy of a copy of a copy. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. I think I could live in the Bob's Burgers universe for a year handily. It's a pretty chill place. All of the weird things only seem to happen on their street. Yeah, it's funny how that happens in most shows where all the interesting things just happen to be taking place in their area that's true you could live in the simpsons universe but you know live in a completely different part of the country of the world and you know no i have no idea who the simpsons are 
Right. That's right. Right. Safer that way. Exactly. So you could live in the next town over, and you'd really only be aware of Springfield every you know handful of episodes. <laughs> yeah, every Halloween, basically. So Spring, uh, Simpsons is interesting, and a lot of shows do this. But one of the things I always thought was interesting is how it's it's both a very large city and a really small town, depending on what they want to happen on that episode. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. they're, they've got a baseball team and a nuclear power plant and all these things. Yet there's like what fifty people in the whole town, and they all know each other. And <laughs> there's one elementary school. It's very cliquish. So. Yeah, but suddenly they're big enough; they need a monorail. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Now that's Mayor Quimby just on the take, trying to you know get in the federal money. That's all. You're really great in the American Dad universe too. Until there's a rapture. <laughs> Fair. Barricade Dad would be interesting. You could go to uh, King of the Hill and just hang out and drink beer with him all the time, right? So my same life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Greg's been living in that one for a while. <laughs> it, the only difference is I'm not in Texas. <clears throat> right, right. Well, yeah, Michael, are you? Are you you've you've moved to King of the Hill, right? <laughs> I even have the correct color fence and a propane grill out back. So perfect. Uh, have you mastered your? Uh, I have found myself saying howdy a lot more to my chagrin. <laughs> but you still say chagrin, at least. I was going to say chagrin counteracts the howdy, so you're okay. Yeah. So. Excellent. Have you gotten into y'all and all y'all yet? I avoid y'all and all y'all like the plague. Those don't work. How about you guys? You do that one? You guys. That's more like... Uh, that's, I know. That's, that's, not, that's not Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Jersey Steve's down there. there. Yeah, that's true. That's Steve's thing, yeah. Yeah, I'd look. There'd be interesting places for a little bit of time. Interesting places to do things, and uh, you know, different time periods and stuff. You could go back to the Flintstones. I would try one yeah. of those, you know, T Rex burgers and stuff like that. I'm I'm a big meat eater, so that's something you know. That's okay. Flip the car. Flintstones over, could I'm be guessing. fun. Yeah. Oh, the the the, the Brano ribs. The Brontosaurus burgers. So you could uh, you could do that. I got a plan. Here's we're all gonna go together for. I don't know. We'll figure out how long we need. Half an hour, maybe. But we're going to go to DuckTales, and we're going to break in and steal all of his, his, his money that he dives into, you know, all that. We're going to break in there, and we're going to steal it and bring it back with us. <laughs> it, history tells us that we're not going to be successful. If the Beagle Boys can't do it, I'm not real convinced. <laughs> Pinky in the Brain might be interesting for some Ooh, type of there we go. The Animaniacs, yeah. That. Yes, Animaniacs and all that. That would be fun to do. Yeah, if you just wanted to relax, there was, uh, was, was like the, the Hillbilly Bears. That was one that was on with uh, uh, Yippie Yappy and Yahooie. It was a whole uh, uh, Hanna-Barbera thing that was on in the 60s and 70s. That was uh, that, That's all they were. They're just a family of Hillbilly Bears. Every now and then you get in a fight with the family across the way. But, you know, it was a pretty easy existence. I feel like living in a lot of the older Disney movies really wouldn't be that problematic if you stayed clear of the story arc. Like Snow White, you could just hang out in the castle town and live your right, life. If you're a wedding guest, uh, kind of a thing, you're not you're not in too much trouble. So it's uh, as long as you're not too pretty, you're good to go. That's no right. No one's going to bother you. Uh, well, then the four of us are safe, so we're we're all good. So it is as you say. Yeah, or you could be in like Toy Story, and you wouldn't even know anything was going on because the toys, you know, go right. to sleep when you're nearby, and you would just seem like real life, right? <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, so if you go into computer animation and things like that, sure, then there's sure. a, whole other, a whole other thing that you can get into on that. Uh, yeah, or, but, or what about anime? That's a whole other style. Anime, uh, it's... That goes weird real fast. Yeah, yeah for, that's, right. <laughs> for us. I, I think that's, that's the point. But, yeah, but I don't want to be there while it's happening. I don't mind watching it from time to time, but... Right, I want to be at a, at a distance watching that. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of any anime where I'm like, ah, I really wish I was over here watching that, like in their zone. Giant robots, too many people with swords, vampires. Nope, I'm out of it. I guess it depends on what kind of powers you have, but you know, the, you have to just right. because in anime everything is oh, and here I am walking to this, and I'm going to do this, and now I'm going to use my power to do this, and I'm shooting my power right now, and, and so it's that would get old pretty quickly about having to narrate your own life while you were living it. So that always drives me crazy in live action movies. It's always the tech guy, the hacker person. I'm using a such and such attack to do that. Like okay. <laughs> Why are you narrating your life for like just? And they're always typing on the keyboard. 
Nobody ever uses a mouse. No hackers ever use a mouse, apparently. It's all keyboard. Or worse, it's like hackers and they've got a physical representation of the inside of the computer system that they're trying to navigate through. Yeah, there's all these nice graphics that are showing as you're... Yeah, you just have to navigate to the right thing. It's like walking down the street and then you get in and it's fine. I just have to roll my eyes whenever I see those kind of scenes. It's just like uh, anytime a medical scene comes up, my wife's the same way. So my wife's a doctor and... Anytime any sort of medical thing comes up, I'm just like, yep, this is probably wrong, isn't it? She's like, yeah, yeah, that's not right. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Most movies, you're not supposed to think too much about it. So, so. Except, of course, in Jumpstart, we had all the medical stuff perfect, right? Well, absolutely. Of course. Nothing was wrong with that. <laughs> we had a pretty good set. It was like a, it was pretty cool. It was a teaching hospital at a university, like a, a, a community college. They've got a teaching hospital. And so it looks just like a real hospital, except... You know, there's not patients there, so you can go in and film. And so that was pretty cool. But, you know, we had this, this the stereotypical bringing somebody in from the ambulance, he's got blood all over, and they're saying random medical things as they run him down the hallway. <laughs> Normal. Well, I'm sure none of that made actual sense. <laughs> you got to sell the scene. And they, they said all of the things that everyone says in every TV show, like multiple lacerations and contusions. Like that's those are the words you expect to hear when that's someone's right. being moved. And, and I think we had way too much blood. Just like yeah. well, that's what happens know. when you pour it from a Pyrex container onto someone, and not it comes from inside of them. <laughs> what, what what did you use for blood? I am curious. We spent the night making it. It was a mixture of corn syrup and Kool Aid and food coloring and everything that I could come up with to get it to just the right color, but it was goopy, and I'm sure it tastes delicious. I think Scott ate some of it at some point. Probably. That one of the few live-action movies I did was I, I got stabbed, and so I had the the blood pack right here, and, uh, you know, so it was just... But I was in a in a barn, and it was outside, the lights are on, bugs are everywhere, and it what that's what it was. It was corn syrup. Mm-hmm. So I am covered in all of this stuff, and bugs are like, "Oh, smorgasbord, good!" Uh, just yeah. everywhere. It's, you know, things getting caught in amber in my ears. Help me, help me! And just it's <laughs> absolutely horrible. So uh, it was, uh, but yeah, that nasty stuff. So okay, so it wasn't the guy trying to torture me. That's pretty much what you use then. So, so I think every short film I've made, somebody has died in the short film, <laughs> but. I haven't actually had to use much fake blood. I don't. I don't remember using fake blood much. We tried to make a nice, fun, happy movie, but one of the actors couldn't show up for a second day of shooting, so we had to kill them, and there was no way around it. It's oh, that's, that's that, 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 absolutely. So, and I've made several where it wasn't like a murderer and a gruesome thing, but it seems like somebody always dies in all of my films. I don't know. That's that's how you get the emotions. Well, it's something to talk about. Um, well, that's true. So if you're ever doing something where you're using fake blood and you're making it like out of uh, corn syrup, if you're doing it where you are getting it on clothes and you want those clothes clean, add a clear dish liquid. Okay. Uh-uh. And it will absolutely wash. Just don't eat it then. Um, but I was in a theater show where we had somebody get stabbed seven times and falls face forward onto a white... Uh, rug and we had you know 14 shows and every show that white rug had to be white again and that's how we did it is we had to put in so much laundry or uh, dish liquid and you could absolutely wash that out wow good to know does it work on actual blood too Um, i was gonna say that's your i don't know so if you get a cut you should squirt some deter some dishwashing <laughs> detergent, detergent on yourself <laughs> stroby studios presents helpful tips for the murderer at large so. <laughs> that could be a podcast right there that's right cleaning up the murders in the building so cleaning up the murders in the building i like that <laughs> today we'll be talking about disassembling your murder weapons to remove all traces of blood the cleaning up the murders in the building sounds like a, a podcast that's just talks about all the things that are wrong with the show and what they should fix to clean up their show. <laughs> uh, it's just good seeing Steve Martin and Martin Short back together again. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. See, the three amigos, I would go into that film also. There you go. Yeah, it's not animated, but maybe it should be. But it's, it's close enough. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, It's, it's, it's animated in the, the metaphorical animated sense where they're very 
They're all cartoony, right? <laughs> yes. But you could say the same thing about Evil Dead 2 and Evil Dead 3, that it's just a live-action cartoon. Uh, that very yeah. much is, absolutely. But also places I don't want to go. I, I did not want to go to Evil Dead 2 or Evil no. Dead 3. Though. That's, no, that's, I'll, I'll stay away from there. So, Zombies are where I draw the line, that's it. That's why I'm north, guys. Zombies, you never see zombies in the snow too much. So that's it. That's it. when the zombie apocalypse, I'm moving to Scotland or Iceland or somewhere up there. And it's, you know, zombies aren't coming that far. So, you know, it's funny. Almost every episode, as we randomly talk about stuff, we end up coming around to discussing something that had been discussed on a previous episode, even though the people talking about it didn't necessarily know because. A lot of times, either they haven't listened to the previous episodes or just hadn't been posted yet. And one of my previous episodes was, how, what would be your strategy for surviving the zombie apocalypse? And now <laughs> your, your strategy <laughs> is just be up north, yeah. <laughs> be up north, stay where it's cold. That's it. Yeah, that's there you move. go. Simple. That would have been a short episode if you were on there. That, that, that's it. Uh, that's that's see that? that <laughs> problem solved. Done. That's, that's, uh... Have there been any animated... Any any cartoons with zombies in them? I'm sure there has been, but I don't know of them. Well, there's been some Scooby Doo's. There was Scooby Doo on Zombie oh, Island. Oh, that's true. Uh, yep, that's uh, true. Yeah, yeah. You've had. Uh, um, there's probably been some zombies on SpongeBob somewhere. I don't know. There was uh, one where they uh, they thought they killed the health inspector, and he rose out of the grave, but he wasn't quite dead yet. So, uh, so he wasn't quite a zombie yet. I enjoy that we are a group of 40-plus men who all have a working knowledge of Spongebob. As well we should. <laughs> As well we should. And, and plenty of other cartoons, clearly. I noticed when I asked the question, nobody said, oh, man, I don't, I don't really know cartoons very well. <laughs> no one said that. I don't want to hang out with those people. That's why. So that's... No, but look, I, if I talk about comedy duos throughout this, I mean, you have Laurel and Hardy, you have Abbott and Costello. Okay, you have Bert and Ernie. Okay, and you have SpongeBob and Patrick, and, and they all, you know, it's it. You got the straight man. Yeah. You got the funny guy. It's 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 it. Everything works. Everything works. You follow the formula. That's right. Well, Sesame Street's another one that's not animated, but is animation adjacent. I mean, puppets and stuff, right? What would you What would you think if you were in Sesame Street? That seems like a decent place to hang out for a while. It's nothing, nothing too dangerous happening. You could hang out with Oscar would probably be, I wouldn't fit in the can, but it would be because apparently he's got a whole underground network under there yeah. uh, that goes on for a while. Um, but uh, yeah, that would be another one where you could probably take over pretty easily if you wanted to. So That's <clears throat> true. No, the Muppets aren't like coming out with pitchforks or anything to nah. stop you there's like, yeah. Oh, how can we help you to right. uh, subjugate us, please? On the Muppet show, they would. But That's on, true. Uh, yes, but on on Sesame Street, probably not. I would not want to live in the Fraggle Rock universe because they were just annoying as hell. Um, I'd like to be one of the things that the Fraggles are afraid of and crush them. That's fine. Wow, that one. Died. So if you had to go straight animation, you'd be Gargamel for the Smurfs. Is that what you're going for? Yes. Checks, checks out. I would I would appreciate being the villain of that story too. You know, there's been lots of animated things based on video games too, like Mario. There's been several Mario, you know, movies and TV shows and things like that. What about uh, an animated like video game based show? Are there any particular ones that would be good or bad to be in? Paperboy would probably be really boring. <laughs> that was one of my favorite games back in the day. I love Paperboy. I feel like they did they make a Paperboy. Or maybe he was just in a movie. Somewhere. He w he was in uh, the Adam Sandler uh, one, Pixels. Uh, oh, he okay. had a had a quick cameo in that one. Um, but uh, well, hell, you had Pac Man had his own. Pac Man still has his own cartoon. Uh, it, yeah. Uh, the Pac Man cartoon was very very weird. What? Yeah, I mean, I you know, what would it even be like for a, a real life person to be in Pac Man? I don't even know what that would depends if you're a dot, a ghost, or you know where you're where you're coming yeah. from. On and again, that's all about scale. You know, how big is Pac-Man in our scale? That's a good point. Uh, are you are you just a little tiny thing that can walk around in his mouth, or are you bigger than him? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, it, it yeah there 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 were well I mean 
the 80s was definitely the era of all the cheap cartoons that they came out because uh, you did have Mario Brothers and you had Pac-Man and all of the the other ones. That That's when they went into all of the video games. In the 70s, they did all of the cartoons of the live action shows. So you had Happy Days cartoon. Uh, you had the Laverne and Shirley cartoon, uh, which came out. The Brady Bunch cartoon came out. You had all of those. That was And Dungeons and Dragons was another very, very good cartoon. Uh, that came out. Uh, deep stories on that one. Um, but yeah, and all of those silly 80s ones, everybody had to do a rap at the end. Didn't matter what the, the venue was or anything, all of a sudden, you know, Mario Brother and uh, Goomba and all the rest of them are all just dancing around doing some very white rap that, uh, <laughs> that, that they were doing. The idea of wandering around the Pokemon cartoon sounds delightful. Most of those are small and unobtrusive. I just, I don't know. It's, I never really got Pokemon. My son was into it for a little while. Um, you know, got the cards and all of that, but uh, just, I, I never really got the appeal of Pokemon. But I guess it wasn't meant for me at the time. Yeah, I think any of those, anything where there's a lot of fighting and battling would not be a good place to be. Yeah. It's, yes. I don't. I don't think I'd be. I don't think I'd do well in a hand-to-hand yeah, -hand combat. In Pokemon, you're not fighting. It's just your pocket monster. In Pokemon, you send someone else to do the battling for you while you drink well, that's the beer. True. I feel like that's, that's true. The, yeah. yeah, you know, like Transformers, He-Man, any of those things. I don't feel like you'd probably be too safe in those. Hey, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's a rough town. We don't. You know. But, Although, if you're going to some place that's a rough town, you want a place that has superheroes that can protect you, right? That's fair. I just met the Shredder from the second Ninja Turtles movie last weekend at a conference. Ninja. Yeah, that was fun. And the Turtles were there too, but no one cares because they were the guys in suits. But Shredder and April were there, and those are people who you can actually, like, I've seen them on See their stage. face, yeah. <laughs> They're redoing the, the, the uh, uh, what is it, the, the, the Toxic Avenger I saw. Yeah. They're rebooting that. That but it's got real people in it, like Elijah Wood and uh, I think, I don't know, Matthew McConaughey. Was, it's got real stars in it So uh, this time. I actually knew the original Toxic Avenger. It was a guy named Mitch Cohen, who was the original Toxie, because he was friends with the guys from Troma, and he was bodybuilding at the time. They're like, you want to be in a movie? He's like, sure, why not? And so that's it. he was the original Toxic Avenger. I met him when I worked for Rico. He was selling copiers. So <laughs> that was his. Sometimes that's the way it goes. That's, it's okay to meet your heroes, though. It's okay. So. A couple of years back, I met Pam from the Meat Hook from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and she was sitting dogs. That was her her job now, to watch wealthy people's dogs. Well, horror films, you know, especially if you're one of the victims, it usually doesn't lead to too much uh, for the most part. Uh, and unfortunately, it usually goes to an OnlyFans account But uh, nowadays. But... Um, <laughs> but <laughs> But uh, you know, I th I think you're going to see a lot more independent films blossom because Hollywood's pretty much garbage now. Is there still one strike going on? They got the writers uh, have all come back now, but the uh, writers are uh, yeah, the writers are back. The actors are still going. So so by least they've got the because you got to write things before you act them. So it's good to have it that way instead of the other way because at least they can start writing things. So once the actors are done striking, they've got stuff to act in, right? Like if it was the other way around, you'd have the actors here, but nothing written for them. So. Silent films. We did a silent film. Which what didn't we do a silent film for the forty-eight hour film project one year? Maybe I did that one. Maybe I don't. You weren't with me on that one. I, feel like I remember did. watching one that you made that had title cards in it and was sort of sepia toned. I think. You did a you did a Doritos commercial that was the did that was I the did tie some, to the I did a couple of yeah. yeah yeah I did a couple of silent film commercials but I was thinking I did one a short film for the forty eight hour film project thing but I don't know I've I've done too many things now to remember all of them <laughs> and maybe I've maybe some are you know better to just forget <laughs> some are best left unsaid that's it. We should talk after this about your Nazi conspiracy book and maybe making that into a movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Again, yeah, I'm intrigued here. So that's a we've taken on the film producer role and we've started putting together some bigger things. So we'll talk about it. Very good.
It'd be interesting. I think the the main difficulty with that story is just the fact that it you know takes place in various places around the world. We can make it work from Texas. We got all the biomes down here. We'll figure. Right, it out. right. Yeah, it's it's doable. Yeah, I've I've got a, an idea for a short film that I want to shoot sometime in the uh, in the Badlands in South Dakota. You know where they got all the like spire looking things, but like in the winter when it's all frozen, I think that would be really cool. Okay. So you're going to do a live action Frozen then. So you're going to <laughs> yeah. beat Disney With to all the, the punch. singing and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's going to happen eventually, so it might as well be now. Right. That's true. Once the copyright's starting to be up, right, then they they do redo it to restart the copyright on the Winnie story. the Pooh Blood and Honey. That's uh that's exactly it. That's a, Yeah. Winnie the Pooh, we didn't mention Winnie the Pooh. That's another cartoon you could go live in. Winnie the Pooh. Well, all right. We have the scale because you have Christopher Robin in there, so you know about the size of everybody. But um, yeah, yeah, that could be interesting. Murderous in that show. I guess it'd be fine to hang out there with the weird animals talking to you from time to time. Cool. Well, this has been fun. I thought it would be an interesting. I, I this is one of those topics that I had on my list of potential topics to talk about sometime, and. And I thought it's for some reason with you guys, I just thought I think they're gonna be they're gonna be able to talk about cartoons for a while. I think this would be perfect for them. <laughs> so cool. So so before uh, I forget, uh, let's start with you, Steve. Steve, where can people find stuff about you? Where do you want to? What do you want to? Where do sure, you want to direct okay. people? So uh, I guess the easiest place is my website, which hasn't been updated in a while. But Steve'sVoiceOvers.com. Uh, you can do that if you just. Uh, Google my name also. Uh, I've done a, a bunch of audiobooks now for uh, for Audible, um, which were fun to do. Some on my own, some as part of a multicast kind of live action cartoon type of a thing. Um, so there's stuff there. Again, Karis Hell, uh, the whole trilogy now, uh, as well as some, some other movies uh, that I did. Uh, uh, Shingles is another movie, which was the uh, more adult version of Goosebumps uh, anthology uh, horror stuff, ah. um, where I play the the voice of a uh, ventriloquist dummy who is not very nice. Um, uh, that uh, just Google my name, you'll find me out there. I work cheap, yeah. bar mitzvahs, weddings, whatever you need, it's all good. So I'm here for you. So. Cool, awesome. We'll put links in the show notes to all that stuff. Michael, you got uh, you're doing some producing. Anything you're working yeah. on that you want to promote? I mean, nothing that we can really talk about just yet. That's how it is in the producer sure, world. Sure. You have to get to the end of the road before you can tell people that you actually managed to do something. Well, what's the uh, most recent but, thing that you got to the end of the road on that you want people yeah, to see? The, we've only been here for two years, so we're, we're right. getting close to the end of the road on a few things, but we're not okay, okay. So the speedofplot.com, that's where you can find all of the stuff. I'm super Googleable. Uh, you can hear all three of us in ancient episodes of the Watson Files from ten years ago, and, you and the Arc definitely... of Time, and the Arc, and of, the time, Arc of Time. I always and... forget about that. What was the <laughs> other one with the, uh, the the guy that was under? Oh, it was Undercover. That's what it's called, Undercover. undercover. Yeah, I was gonna say and with the guy that was Undercover. What was that called? You know, all the all the Poe recordings. Yeah, that the we girl and Poe. Yeah, I still of... get comments on those uh, YouTube videos, the Poe ones, from people that, you know, there's still, apparently there's still teachers out there having their kids watch our, our recordings of those, so. We are super relevant. Look for us and listen I, to I us. I still love queuing up, uh, what is it, the setup? Oh, yeah, the setup. Once a year, I see the picture of the tattoo on my neck uh, <laughs> in my time hop, and I remember fondly those days. And, and Greg, you got something you want to promote? I mean, uh... The last thing that I would be promoting was the novel I wrote, but that was now, I don't know, three years ago, four years ago. Is that out there somewhere? Yeah, it's, it's on Amazon. All right. Well, I'll put a link to it. It's called The Truth of Dare. The Truth of Dare. I like, I yep. like the title. Which is, which is funny. If you just search for the title on Amazon, you'll never find it because there's too many books about truth or dare. Right. I can only find it if I search for my full name and then it pops right up. But it keeps asking me, are you sure you're not searching for Greg Kildare or something like that? I'm like, no, no. Did I type Kildare? <laughs> if you, if you look, if you Google either of my books, you're not necessarily going to find them either because of course the Nazi conspiracy, 
I mean, there's going to be a billion things in, with similar yep. titles. And my other book was just called Framed. And there's a billion, you know, <laughs> mysteries called Framed, too. So the I need nice more. The nice thing is I can look those up in my bookcase. Right, right. Yep, look I've got. Hold, hold on, hold on. Look at this. Hey, we're going to get the formal plug now. Right That's there on my bookcase right behind me. Oh, very, very nice. good. Very, very good. Seeing, seeing Life Along the Glass by Greg Kilberger. And the Legend of Lachlinia, book one, Michael Helgens. There are, in fact, two of them now. There's are a third there? okay. one that rattles around in my brain, but I'm pulling a Stephen King and making people wait 27 years to see the third one. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I mean, thank you for joining me. This was a lot of fun. It was good to see you guys again. And talk yeah. with you. Maybe we'll have to have each of you on another time, maybe with other people or maybe with all of you again. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm always ready for it. It was it was good seeing you guys and playing again with all you guys. So I'm yeah, glad, yeah. Uh, glad everybody's doing well. So that's terrific. I don't know if the one episode of What If We Did, uh, where JFK was that a farmer or something not, like that. Uh, that's not that's, there anymore. That never happened. We're, we, yeah. we, we, we nope. I don't know that. what you're talking about. <laughs> I think you dreamed that. Probably for the best. <laughs>